0: Hey, how you doing, people? How you doing, how you doing, how you doing? Um, for those who don't know me, this my name is Full Circle 420, but um, for this, particular, for this uh, presentation I'm doing today, um, I'm, my name is Terry. My name is Terry Bias, and I am doing a presentation on the psychological view of religion. Now, this, uh, uh, this is a presentation I did a couple of years ago. However, I did not put it on YouTube. Or anything like that, and I was just, you know, thumbing through my, you know, thumbing through my, uh, my files. My files, and I forget I had this. Um, I almost forget I had this uh, presentation to do this um, YouTube to do this video with. And also, before I, before I, oh, by the way, before I continue, I just want to um, do a little disclaimer real quick. Now, this presentation I'm doing about the psychological view of religion is not to dismiss whatever beliefs that you have. You have every right to have your beliefs. However, uh, the same beliefs that you have a right to, it's the same ones that can be talked about, discussed, um, and everything else. So nothing is immune to be talked about or to to be discussed or to be opinionized. I just want to put that out there. Okay, people, let's get it started. Oh, by the way, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Please subscribe and like and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And also subscribe to the Traveling Vita Academy's website for articles, products, writing services, and sponsorships. All right, so let's get started. And like I said, the title of the um, presentation is The Psychological View of Religion. The Psychological View of Religion. And so you will hear me say some things that you may not like, or you may not appreciate, or you may, may think that you might feel some kind of way, but however, I am not here to offend. I'm only here to um, presentate. I'm only here for this presentation and to inform and to educate those, um, you know, who have a opinions. opinion, which is fine though, you know what I'm saying? Not everybody has to agree with everything. However, uh, for everything that's brought on, brought on without um evidence can't be dismissed without evidence, just putting it out there. So, let's get this party started. But first, before I do that, um, am just you know about to smoke up my pipe right here. It's my product, though, you know, so I do this while I'm on a video, I'm not monetized yet, so I can do that. Mm-hmm. This is also part of my brand too. That's why I'm called Full Sucker Four Twenty. <coughs> <coughs> my jar says has my name. Full Circle Four Twenty. All right, but let's get started here. All right, so as I was saying, the title is the psychological view of religion. And I'm going to It's only 10 slides So I'm going to uh, talk through it And everything else Hopefully I won't bore you You know what I'm saying This is not like my usual videos Usually I'm more um, uh, animated And excited stuff like that However, this presentation Is on a serious note I will make jokes I will, you know, say something like You may not like However, I'm not here to offend I'm only here to inform if you get offended, I do apologize um, before I do it. I'm not apologizing for what I'm saying. I'm sorry I'm so if it's avenged you. Just saying. All right, let's get started. Okay, go. Oh, that's beautiful. All right, so the first the first, top, the first of the topic is what does Freud, Freud, uh, Freud, Freud, um, Sigmund Freud, Freud's psychoanalyst, 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 psychoanalyst. I can't speak right now. This uh, psychoanalysis of religion. What did uh, Freud say about religion? Well, let's let's uh, see what he said here. Okay, basically, Freud says Freud is basically said that uh, God is basically an illusion based on the. Based on the need for a powerful father figure, religion necessary to teach to help us restrain violent impulse early in the development of civilization cannot be set aside for favor of religion, reason, and science. Basically, what it's saying, basically what Freud was saying is that, like I said, God is illusion based upon different people who projected this, who projected this God in their mind if you will. like for instance, you ever notice most most of the believers most of the believers of a DNT, of some deities or deities or whatever or deT or whatever they always match, they always match the um, personality of the believer though you know what I'm saying so maybe that's the reason why there's the reason why is that maybe this God as a collective is basically based upon a collective thought and process and' is projected outward. It's kind of like the uh it's kind of like the uh the frankenstein story you know the frankenstein story where you take different body parts and you know the heads the brain the, the legs, the legs to you know whatever and then what they do is they hold up what they do is they they uh use electricity uh, use electricity like, Use basically uh, electric light to bring this person, bring Frankenstein to life. Okay. And Frankenstein is this big, powerful being that was created by his creator, uh, Frankenstein, you know what I'm saying? Or Igor, whatever, whatever the story you believe in. And basically, he goes around and, you know, the, the villagers are scared and all this. <sighs> The visitors are scared and all that. And then Frankenstein killed his creator. Okay, now, if you take that story, take that little synopsis of Frankenstein, basically, the creation was the creator was killed by his creation and took the place as a creator. Basically, that's what he was basically saying that God is basically not only an illusion, but is a need for a father figure. But here's the thing, though. The same so-called uh, powerful father figure you did is created by the same people who created the same God. So basically what happened, just like in Frankenstein, your creation has become your, your creator. You see how that works out? <clears throat> and so you ever notice why you talk to God? We talk to the so-called God or God's whatever, and, the, and their voices always seem similar to your own, but it's just described, uh, disguised. Like if you, like you ever told a story to like a little child, and you, and you, um, you disguise your um, voice to sound like the characters of the book. That's basically what the God is, though. <laughs> basically, it's the same voice. It's speak with the same voice that sounds just like yours. However, it's described as something different, but it's still your same voice, though. That's what you get when you talk to this, talk to a god. goddesses says whatever. Okay, that's basically what Freud's psychoanalyst uh, psychoanalyst uh, psychoanalysts, uh, religion, and basically that's kind of that's kind. I actually agree with that because some fact of the matter is, it's not that I don't believe in it. In the deity I just believe. That the deity is a reflection based upon our own feelings, our own thoughts, our own processes. That's pretty much it. And so, and there's something like we like say basically we introduce new information to that to that pro to that thought process that I just talked about, and the people will dismiss that in its entirety, and only Believe in what they first believed in because either out of fear, uh, fear of loyalty, or the fear of the fact that matters, you just don't know everything you need to know how to live your life. But in actuality, if there was an entity, this deity, birth you with the, all the necessary tools for you to live your life, you don't have like you could look at a lion. A lion doesn't have to be taught to be a lion. A tiger don't have to be taught to be a tiger. A dog doesn't have to be taught to be a dog. It just is. It's, it's, it's instinct. You know what I'm saying? That's the human mind's instinct, though. You know what I'm saying? You ought to know how to be a human being. You ought to know how to be a, a man, woman, whatever you want to call yourself these days. You ought to know that because it's instinct. But if somebody introduced that information to you, like, wait a minute, why are you being taught this? Why are you being taught this, that, and the other? You was born with the necessary tools to live your life, but they would dismiss that thought process in the favor of a process that they already had. That's called cognitive dissonance, right there. And basically, the cognitive dissonance is used to describe feelings of discomfort that result when your beliefs run contra or con or a contradictory to your beliefs and to the beliefs and or new information that's presented to you. So basically, if I say to you, well, being people thought, you know, people think, like say, for instance, right? Now I'm just using this for simple purposes. Um, say dinosaurs, right? I say, well, I believe dinosaurs exist. You say, well, I don't believe di- dinosaurs exist. I don't believe di- dinosaurs exist. But if I present you proof of the ex- of, of the existence of dinosaurs, I'm talking about T-Saurus regs, I'm talking about Bonosaurus, I'm talking about plat- uh, this big huge thing that used to look like pot- uh, pedopuses and you know, the ancient uh, centipede and all this and I'll show you proof that these things existed but then you won't hold on to that non-belief due to the fact that the matter is that's the belief that you were stuck with now, if I like I said, if I or anybody else give you the information that contradicts your belief you reject that? Why? Because it's not the belief that you believe in. It doesn't coincide with your, with your, uh, viable thoughts, if you will. So that's okay. I mean, if it don't, it don't. I mean, you wanna, if you wanna keep a belief, go ahead and keep that belief. But just know there's information out there that's pro- provable information out there that can contradict everything you know about that belief. But you know what I'm saying Like I said I'm not here to I'm not here to destroy Like somebody's beliefs Or try to clown somebody Try to talk about somebody's beliefs Or anything like that Everybody has a right to believe What they believe in Don't get me wrong That's okay However For the most you believe in your Your belief I have every right And everybody else have every right To talk about it too You know what I'm saying May not be May not agree with everything you say But Everybody has that right. You're gonna you're not gonna agree and you're not gonna agree and disagree with everything in life. So it is what it is. And also also with these beliefs and with these uh, beliefs and these systems and these rules of regulation, pretty much that's an illusion, basically. And illusion is basically described as a uh, perception. Which, by the way, perception is not everything. And here's my here's my thing about perception. When people say perception is perception is everything, I cringe. Like, you know, you ever seen my, my skin crawls though? You know what I'm saying? Like, you ever, I don't know if you ever seen like a scary movie, all these, you see heard all these worms and maggots are calling on them, and I get that. I get that that skin crawly feeling and that and that that feeling I get, that feeling you get with that your skin crawls. That's what I think about when I say when people say perception is everything. No, that's not not a fact. Perception is only behind the person who has it. So basically, what I'm saying to you is, perception is is a uh, bullfighter uh, though, basically bullfighter. And basically, as, a, as a, not only is illusion is a perception, it's also, it's a illusion is perception as a visual stimuli, optical illusion, basically optical illusions So like, basically you see something that's not even there. Like, you know how people in the desert has illusion, has uh, optical illusions, and they see a thing of water, but that, that water is not there. That's just a mirage, basically. That's what they call, it's called a mirage. You think something's there. <sighs> you think something's there and you think it's like right there in front of you and you keep running to it but it doesn't exist. It's a mirage, if you will. And like I said, that that goes with the subscriber too. That the, that re- represents the what is perceived in a way different from the way it is in reality. And that's also basically another way of saying that something that deceives by producing a false or misleading impression of reality. Ooh, I could think one thing, but it's not part of the topic. But I could think of one subject that that particular different uh, definition matches. I ain't gonna say it, but you know what you know what I'm talking about, though. You know what I'm saying? Misleading impression of reality <laughs> you know what I'm I'm. okay I'm going to move on to that one um, I'm going to move on because there's a subject that's not even part of this that matches that description like I said I'm not going to say I'm not going to say what it is but you should already figure that out everybody who watches my movies is intelligent so you know what I'm saying well there's also another thing called conditional symbolism basically what it is is you you uh, see a symbol and you put they put a um, meaning in behind it however that's not what that meaning is like if you look at this particular picture right here a lot of people at least about I don't know almost six be- I don't know about 1 billion 100 well 1 billion people on this earth will say that's a cross that my so-called uh, savior died on or that's a cross where you know my so-called savior or probably whatever you want to call it call him that's where he was hung on but in actuality that particular sy- symptom right there was actually not like that but it was like take the Take the bar, put it up some, and boom! Now you have a T where they crucified people. You know, they took they, You know, you know what a crucified. I don't have to explain that to you. Basically, they was using crucifixion, crucif- crucifying people to crosses long before Christianity even wasn't even exists. Long before Jesus was even born. Do you understand what I'm saying? It started with the Greeks. It started with Alexander the Great. It started. You know, it oh, was Greece, Alexander the Great, the Romans, and various other, and various other cultures used this particular system, a symbol, as a means of punishment. Though you know what I'm saying like they used to deny, uh, uh nail murderers, rapists, um, people who did things against their fellow person they use that, uh, they also use it as a, to- a torture device too. You know what I'm saying? Like they need to torture somebody like uh, a prison war or whatever they, they them to a cross. So basically that symbol right there, I don't understand why they, I don't understand why that, organiza- that organization of religion, where is that? Because some of the matters in the very, in the very um, in the very so-called Bible, that y'all supposed to read, but some of y'all don't. Let's just be wrong, just be real with you. They did it not say not to have any um basically matter of fact? That's like one of the Ten Commandments, wasn't it? Do not have any of the gods before me, do not um do not use any graven images, but you wear a cross, though. That's that's the thing I didn't understand. The very, the very uh Bible that you go by, the very Bible that is that's that's basically. The Kirk, the Kirk, the Basically, that's their uh, genesis of your religions, right there. Like you not supposed to have any I- idols or anything like that. Like I used to hear these so-called uh, fundamental Christian Christians that used to used to say, "Well, you're not supposed to have a Buddhist statue. You're not supposed to have a six-point star. You're not supposed to have you know all these things are considered demonic." But yet. At the same time, you wear a cross. Just saying. Just saying. You wear a cross, though. You know what I'm saying? So basically, it's the pot calling the kettle black. You said that those are idols, but yeah, you wear an idol around your neck, or you have it on your arm, and I have your arm, you have it tattooed, and that's another contradiction right there. Basically, and I think, was it? Was it uh? What was it? Which book was that that said that it was nineteen three? Oh, it was uh. Let's see. Oh, Leviticus. Yeah, that's what it was. Leviticus. Leviticus nineteen three says you're not supposed to carve any markers of the dead on your on your body. Basically, you're not supposed to get tattoos. But yet, most of these people have. Tattoos of crosses, tattoos of the twenty uh, third Psalm, tattoos of the um, the Lord's Prayer, and all this. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. You gotta if you're gonna believe in if you're gonna believe, it, believe in believing all of it, stand on it, even though most of it is bullfighter, if you will. But stand stand on that bullfighter. Maybe you know what I'm saying I, I was. put you know, I put like this, man. I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna tell y'all. I'm just gonna tell y'all. Um, I'm just gonna tell you, I do respect people who who sticks to their own religion no matter what people say about it. They stick to their guns, and they use that particular religion to help them out, and not to spread it among everybody else. Due to the fact that it's like I said, everybody has every right to believe in what they believe in, but nobody has a right to push their belief to somebody else because that's maybe not something that they believe in. You know what I'm saying, like when people go around uh saying, can I pray to you? Uh pray for you. Yeah, sure, but just uh don't put hands on, don't put your hands on them because they the defective manners. What if they're they just probably just being nice to you? Say, so, yeah, you can pray for me. What if they're atheists though? You know what I'm saying? What if they're not believing and do not subscribe to anything that y'all say? Then what? Basically you're forcing your religion on somebody, and that's not right. That yo, I put like this, it is one model you should go by. Never change nobody else's narrative to fit your own. That's the number one rule everybody should have right there. Yeah, that's the number one rule should be. Everybody, do not try to change your narrative to fit to uh, nobody change your to meet mine. And nobody and I should not try to fit nobody else's narrative as well. I won't be who I'm gonna be you, you are. Don't change for the person, change for yourself. That's the case. But don't ever change, but don't ever um don't ever, you know, say, change somebody else's narrative. Unless, I mean, I don't know, unless it's detrimental to their health, then you may want to say something about it. But other than that, no. And that's why, you know, so that's why this particular symbol right here. It's now, it's now um, worn or hung up by over 1 billion people. Basically, 1 billion people, that's a collective idea that this is their way, the right way, and the only way. You know, so, I mean, two weeks is all. And this is conditional symbolism. Basically, you condition to believe that this that a symbol could be one thing, and then it, it's still, but it's a whole different thing. But yeah, you hold on. But yet yeah, that belief is, well, this is what that symbol is. This is the definition. This is the thing that this is what I was told about this symbol. This is uh, what I believe about the symbol because everybody else believe into it. Believe in, in it. Basically, like say, symbolism is a practice of our using an object or a word <coughs> or a word to represent an object have abstract idea and action a person place word or object can have all can have a can all have a, a symbolic a sim, symbolic meaning basically like say like say if I told you that this is not a if I told you that this is a tobacco pipe but I'm you but I'm but I'm, I'm used but I'm using this pipe to consume cannabis but I told you just for tobacco. This is not a this is not a weed pipe. This is a, this is actually a pipe. Anything can go in it, but I just use it for weed. You see, you see, you see how that works? This is not a weed pipe, this is a pipe. You can use anything in it. I myself just use it for cannabis. Somebody else could, you know, use it for their tobacco. Somebody else could use it for their uh floor uh, their flute, uh their you know, whatever they make va- vape with. This could be a, they could say, well, no, this is not a pipe, this is a vape. You know what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? It could be anything you want it to be, but even though, but you know, it could be anything that you say it could be, that'd be fine, but in actuality, this is just a pipe. Like I said, anything go in it, I'm just, I'm and most other people, most people that, you know, use this pipe use it for cannabis purposes, but that's, it's not necessarily a weed pipe. You see what I'm saying? Okay, like for instance, right? This is a jar. It's not a marijuana jar, even though our our chairman, being camera's website so symbols right here. My name is full. And my name on it is full circle one twenty. But this is not a weed pipe, even though it is called a of jars ATL. But this is not a weed pipe. It's this is not a weed jar. It's a jar with a custom made, you know, whatever, it's a jar. However, I just use this jar to put my weed in. You see you see, you see how it is? See, it's not a weed jar. I mean, anything go in like candy, whatever, anything can go in it. But I use it for a specific purpose. You see, you see what I'm saying? And there's certain things here that's, you know, made for certain purposes. However, people use it for other things like this ashtray that I have on my uh, on my uh, table, even though I put my ashes into it. Other things could go into it, too, though. You see what I'm saying? So that's how the symbolism, that's how conditional symbolism works. People say, well, that's an ashtray. No, I just put my ashes in it, but I can use it for other things. So it's, it's just a tray. You know what I'm saying? Or or better yet, um, this, well, that's a bad example. Or better yet, like, let me let me let me give out a good sample. That's actually on the on my next slide here. Okay. Now this right here, this symbol right here, this symbol right here that you know what I'm saying has been discussed for years, people look at the, this is a this is a pedigree, if you will. And people used to look at this and be like, oh my goodness, that's for satanic purposes, or that's for those evil witches, which is wicked you know what I'm saying? Or this is something evil, something vicious, something um something, you know, demonic, if you will, though. But in actuality, but actually, this is a pentagram, like my, my next my next slide here. This is, another, this is a thing for a Conditional um, condi- Conditional symbolism It's basically that this is a pentagram Like I said, people think like for uh, Demonic purposes and all this However This particular Pentagram, this particular symbol Before they say it was Before they turn it to, dem- to uh, Before they turn, turn it uh, To demonic purposes This symbol is actually Using Christianity long before the Romans took it over, though you know what I'm saying. Basically, the reason why the pentagram was part of Christianity because it it represented the five, represented the five points of five, um, the five points of Christ. Basically, the head of thorns, the arms, you know, here, here, and the legs, do, do, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> the five points of pain of Christ That's what that was sim- That's what that was symbolized right there All so, uh, right there So When people say well that's demonic You may want to Say well this is demonic You may want to You may want to I don't know You may want to think about that And do your research some more Because there's a lot of symbols That they say is the demonic but their Christian Christianity was using <coughs> and just like you know, they said the same thing about the six point star in the circle too. Oh, that's the body. But that represented the six points of exit, but that story represents the six points of existence. Every at every point is a sixth degree of existence, though, you know, so that's what the 360 is is basically a six point star that's what it really means so however people think oh that's the star of David or that's a demonic star yes people think people think the six point star is demonic as well and it belongs to the Jewish religion but however that six point star had been around long before there was a Jewish religion think about the last three words ish and that's why I keep saying uh, that's why I keep um um that's why I keep, you know, saying I, it, Jew-ish, you know, emphasizing the it, emphasizing the itch, I-S-H meaning it means something like. So the star was there long before the Jew-ish people the Jew-ish religion came as this. <coughs> Not Jews, Jew-ish. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference between a Jew and a Jew-ish person. Look it up. And that's what I'm saying And that's what I mean like When people say, well, this means one thing But in actuality it means another And the, and the meaning can change um, Almost very, almost daily You see know what I'm saying Like <coughs> Like people can draw a symbol Like, oh, that means this and, But somebody's like, no, that doesn't mean that That means this, no, somebody means this And y'all Y'all keep changing the meaning It just lost It It's a loss of translation for the original uh, symbol of what that really, what that really was. Though you know what I'm saying. And the last part of my of my uh, slides here actually hits that point home. Like basically, I don't know if you ever seen a picture of what they think a Satan looked like or anything like that. It's usually used by this symbol right here. Okay, so this is Bathman, bathymod. You know, what I'm saying that usually they use this as a just as means to know what a Satan look like, but in actuality, this has nothing to do with Satan or evil or anything like that. The Bathman is basically it's basically symbolic. Symbolic symbi- is symbolic to be one with the universe, with the animals and everything else that's existing within the universe. Like if you look at the symbols right here, it got the as above, so below. Basically, Now, you heard the term as above, so below, you heard it before, but it was differently. As in heaven show, as in heaven, so is on earth. That's what that really. That's what that was. But before it was as above, so it's below. So if you ever, if you ever read the Bible, the Quran, or the uh, ta, the Talmud, the Torah, or the Kambala, or whatever. And they'll say, as in heaven, or no, so is in earth. Basically, they got that one from this, as well, so as below. And basically, that's what the hand thing, the the light, the light moon, dark moon, the goat head with the horns, with the six point, with the five point star that's pointed up and not sideways, <coughs> the male and female together with the wings the wings is a, is a representation of the animalistic the goat in uh wings that is uh symbolic for the animal, the animalistic um animalistic uh, views that we have it, uh the anim- animal elastic uh, instance that we have as human beings and the wings represent the heaven the heavens so i don't know why they would need wind winds and wings into heaven i do not know if heaven even existed but anyways um, so that's what that really means but there's certain religion um, like christianities whatever whatever religion when they use that one as oh it's demonic it's this that it's the devil what do you mean how can there be an angel but yet be ugly at the same time though but it's supposed to be beautiful though and that's another thing that people need to understand. The so-called story of how Satan and God and all this stuff, it's not as what people think it is. If it was, if the story was true, like if the story was true, here's why I think it happened, right? This so-called father, the so-called God is supposed to be a father, right? Um, there's a feminine spirit too. So I don't care if it's a male. Our spirit is. Males cannot create anything by themselves, unless you know you're in Greek mythology, and <laughs> Greek mythology. No, actually, in Greek mythology, there was uh, there was a guy that was born out of Zeus's out of Zeus's head. It was, at, uh, um, it was named uh, Athena. Yeah, Athena. She, she was born out of Zeus's head, and um, <laughs> and she and she was fully grown. But in actuality he didn't birth her. He um, he did the same thing that his father did, swallowed the children, and that's how she boop came out. So basically, unless you're unless it's Greek mythology, then nothing, males cannot create anything by saying, Nor can we have children. I don't care. It wouldn't spirit, nor I don't know if it's a spiritual energy or the physical form of male. We cannot have birth. I don't care what people do. So, so basically. They had these children. One, the oldest child, don't, don't. One of the children's name, um, Simael or Simael or Sinus Lucifer, or whatever you want to call him, or Saint or Satanus. If you Satanus used to be a title, used to be the highest title. You know what I'm saying? So the way the story should have went was, or like I said, I'm speaking like it's true, but there's no. Okay, so basically, if the story was true, it goes like this. Basically, it goes like this: there, there, are eons, eons, eons. Like a tree, a tree years is only like a minute there. So you know, like maybe five minutes there, five minutes here though. So you know what I'm saying? No, five minutes and five minutes in the cosmos is like a tree years on Earth. Though, you know what I'm saying? So, so there was eons, eons. Basically, they were old, 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 old. They didn't have ages. You know what I'm saying? So, so the way the story goes is this. Here's what I here's why I think that story was about. It was nothing but a father and a son, get, a father and one of their older sons get into an argument. The father said, well, you we know, the father said, uh, well, you're going to do what I say, because basically, basically, the way the story goes, that um, their father told them that they have to, to the human that he created. And he was like, no, I'm not doing that. No, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. And you know, a father and a son got father and one of the older son got to an argument. And you know what I'm saying? And in the in the heat of the argument, the son said, well, you know what? I'm gonna get a bigger house than you. I'm gonna be better, I'm gonna have it better than you. I'm gonna um get my own kingdom. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take over your own. Head. I'm gonna get your I'm to win. i want to get your kid. I don't want your kid. I want my own. Mm-hmm. And the father basically said, hey, well, if "You don't like my rules. You don't like my regulations. You don't like the things I do. Then you can go. You can go find your own. Go, go. The whole universe is yours. You can go whatever it is you want. Go. If you want to leave, leave. And then you know her. You know how you know how brothers and sisters we try to." Especially like they're younger, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to, you know, like man, pops, you wrong for that one, you wrong, woo. And it's oh, you don't like my And Y'all can go too. That's what the so-called third of people, the one third of people to, or the so-called saint, and one third of his followers, and went to, you know, what they now call hell, or hell. Which no, why would you be punished, man? Why would you be on punishment saying just for the fact that you want to keep it bigger than yours? That's that's every child's dream is to do better than their parents. Though you know what I'm saying? That's the story. That's the story is more believable, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, it's a, it's a family dynamic dynamic. OK, so I got a question, though. If this so-called Satan or the so-called whatever people thought this was, if the same, if the same was so-called bad or the same was so-called evil, how come you did not kill the evil? And I tell you why. How can you How can you kill something that's part of yourself, dude? Good and by the by, the historians and by the so-called belief, Um, I'm surprised people didn't pick this up. Like, dude, you talk about God's children. You do realize this so-called sin is God's children, God's child as well. Y'all not. I mean, y'all, y'all, right, but you know what I'm saying? If there was such as an angels and demons, or if, if there was a thing like such, such as dev- evils and demons and angels and all this stuff, you do realize they're related, right? They have the same mother, the same spirit, the same mother and father, though, basically. That's what that really is. I don't, I'm surprised people didn't pick that up. Basically, basically they fight against, it's just basically assembler a uh, basically a family all family fight though, you know what I'm saying and you know it's obviously they can't kill each other so they just you know pick at each other and they pick at each other they you know say little things they do little things and stuff that other. and pretty much and people say well they gotta see and then you, I know you probably hear it all the time in church or the uh, synagogue or the mosque or whatever and they always say that god and the the so-called so-called god so-called devil is fighting for souls question um how can you fight against yourself for something that was was created by the very father though by your so-called father you know what i'm saying i'm like dude um soul souls they they have a contest huh they have a contest of souls huh so basically they're using y'all as currency Basically, that's that's what you're. That's what they're really saying, though. Basically, this so-called God, this so-called Satan, is using their human beings as currency to see who's gonna get more. I mean, case of point, that whole, um, that whole Job, uh, the whole Book of Job. Basically, that that actually tells God and Satan making a bet to see if his so-called greatest follower will turning against them for all the bad shit that's happening to them. I'm serious. I'm surprised people did not pick that up. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, hmm. Now, if now if um now if the so called guy was omnipresent, I mean whatever, let me ask you this. How come okay, so he's so let's just say. Uh, God created everything created carry everybody, right? I'm a parent, I'm finishing knows everything before it even happens. So question. um, Question. How is it, you know, everything before it happens, but yeah, you still create, but you still bring serial killers on earth. You still get, you still bring people who have mental issues from the day from the day of their birth. Or I got issues day of the birth. Why you got? Why you wrong people like that? If you're so perfect, you so this that and the other, and basically you are sending your children up for failure. I'm just wondering, why is that? Why is that? And why did you create this so-called sin if you knew for a fact that this so-called sin will turn against you and try to diminish everything you have done? But yeah, you still burnt, you still birth your Satan anyway. And I guess you know, I'm it's supposed to be a spinning image of your know, physical, it's supposed to be like a spinning image of you. So, I guess, like father, like son. So, if you really think about it, the so called Satan, God, Jesus are all related. If you know, if even this Jesus even existed, though, you know what I'm saying? Why is it every movie about God I never seen a Jesus in? And that's another discussion, too, about the whole Mary and Jesus and things like that. That's a whole different discussion I will do, by the way. All right. Well, yeah, that's not saying That's uh, similar. Symbol, that's symbolism for being one of the universe and, you know, because there is dark, there is light in everything you do. You know what I'm saying? dark. And then another thing, too, right? When, uh, when they wrote in the Bible, they said dark and light cannot mingle with each other. Actually, that's a big, that's a big, huge lie. Because how you gonna have a, how you have, the only way you can see lights in the universe is behind a dark, behind a dark uh, canvas. Though you know what I'm saying. Basically, the whole universe is dark, but you see lights and planets and moons and all this. But you couldn't see that if the background was white. You know what I'm saying? A background, what it is, is dark, and out of dark, light came out. See, the dark was first, then the light came out, not the other way around. So therefore, you cannot survive without the light or the dark with each other. That's what that symbol is. That's what that symbol means. It has nothing to do with Satan or evil and all this this good stuff here. Okay, that is the end of this uh, slideshow. And again, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, I'm doing videos And I do many videos I do these like presentations I do reaction videos I do my podcast on there as well Um, And I do pretty much everything You know what I'm saying So Okay So basically that's pretty much it With that presentation And again I thank y'all for listening And like I said I will have more videos Up here I will um and I'll hopefully get subscribers from this too as well and uh, please like I said please subscribe to my youtube channel I will be at I, I will be doing more videos um uh, because I got a lot of, got plenty of time now <laughs> i I um and I thank you very much for listening to this presentation and y'all have a nice night